Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. It's the Friday edition at the bottom of hour two. Conrad Black, our friend, author, commentator, and historian weighs in. Conrad, hope you're keeping well, social isolating and all the rest of that. Absolutely. I'm a model patient of society. Okay. You know, uh, it got flagged last week, and I, I missed mean, it. I've, I've, we- I've had to decline thousands of invitations the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been <laughs> yeah. so hectic socially. Well, as you see, this is the point, because last Friday you had mentioned, I, rather inadvertently, that you had gone out for dinner, and boy, people just uh, came after me saying, why didn't you go on him? Uh, because he wasn't social distancing or social isolating, and so I just wanted to make sure that uh, you've... Cleaned up your it, was, it was a dinner in a friend's house, and uh, and the other principal guest was uh, a leading epidemiologist from one of the Toronto hospitals, and uh, we sat at a good distance from each other, and nobody shook hands, and it was we took we took great caution. All right, so you went right to a primary source. That's good. Uh, yeah. By the by, the way, I mean, when we got from the primary source, these modelers uh, and epidemiologists earlier today came up with some rather stark numbers, suggesting that you know even if we kept doing what we're doing at present, there'd still be an anticipation of sixteen hundred deaths by the end of April. But if we really went draconian, we could cut it down to two fifty. So the delta is rather significant. Do you think something? While the emergency act would really be hardcore, do we need to go in that direction? I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, we have the best uh, ratio of um, uh, fatalities to identified cases of any country in the world, uh, almost exactly even with with Austria. And that's that's a different game over there. You know, it's an alpine country and a smaller country. And um, uh, and I and I think we're doing well as a country. And, and the the fact is. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, we, nobody knows here, and certainly those who uh, w- would be likeliest to know the most uh, is not a group that includes me. I don't know anything about this kind of medicine. But <clears throat> it seems to me that the American levels are, are, are have sort of plateaued at, at a little under 1,000 a week. And if that, if that holds uh, to the end of April, uh, the uh, a thousand a day, I should say. Sorry, a uh, little under that. The 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 United States will have uh, around thirty thousand deaths, but I suspect it will in fact decline in that period. And and that will be thirty thousand deaths for at least twenty million unemployed people. And uh, I I don't think it's I don't think either the illness or the countermeasures against the illness are going to become or need become any more severe than they are now in the U.S. or Canada. And, and I, I, think we'll, I think we'll see daylight by the end of this month. Not the end of it, but daylight. Well, that's the anticipation. You know, if we do all the things right, uh, we can start to flatten the curve. As we've learned, that's the big metric there. Uh, so we don't overwhelm the hospitals as well. But what's the risk to an economy due to a prolonged shutdown? We've talked about well, it, that in it, the past. It's extremely serious. But in fairness, it's easier to come back 
from from uh, an externally imposed shutdown than it is from a, the natural collapse of an economic cycle. Uh, the, you, you can resol- you can resurrect the status quo ante very quickly, especially since in the U.S. especially and to to some degree here, although there, I know there's understandable controversy about how efficient the systems will be here, but in the United States, the, the, effectively, the government is standing in for the employers and the small businesses and, and, and just saying, we'll take care of the payroll for you as long as you retain the people. So as long you know, you, We'll give you the money to pay to them, even if they can't come to work. If you only do that for a month, you've just increased the money supply a bit, and that will add to the uh, quick pace of the recovery. If, you, if, it, if it ends, you know, if, you only, if it ends at the end of this month, you'd have a pretty quick-paced recovery, I think. And as usual, we would generally follow in, in, in the steps of the United States, given the level of economic integration in this continent. Uh, <clears throat> I give you a contrast in. This would be before the time of most of your listeners, but in France in 1968, when there was a general strike, and de Gaulle just let it run until the people became frightened, and then and then he dissolved Parliament, called for new elections, and threatened to use the army if people didn't go back to work. Everyone went back and to school and university. They all went back, but at the end of it, he said, the whole country can't simply go on strike for six weeks without somebody paying for it, and ultimately the franc was devalued. But that was not a compassionate case. That was an irresponsible work stoppage, and, and this is a case and I, I think we I mean I, I'm not a Pollyanna by nature but I think we will be relieved as a society that we've come through this as well as we have and as quickly as we have now that doesn't make up for the fact that the sadness will come to thousands of homes because of people dying but but not on the scale that had been anticipated again with Conrad black author commentator historian just wanted to pick up on something you said and somebody had called in prior to you joining us wondering how the economy is going to uh, pay for all of this you talked about I think it's the American model that uh, they're giving the companies basically forgivable loans if they keep the employees and that's you know uh, a pretty clear message or a method rather of uh, you know liquidity as opposed to what we're doing here in this country, we got a three-headed monster, and it's got different names and titles. Morneau was talking about it, and you get seventy-five percent of uh, fifty-eight thousand subsidized if you uh, maintain. But it's going to take six weeks to plug into, and then companies get no interest loans of forty thousand. But after you know two years, twenty-five uh, percent of that is forgivable. Sounds to me like a real hash. You like the American model better? Just give the companies money, and then if they keep the employees. Yeah. Conditional, they get the money conditional on on keeping the payroll. Right. Well, isn't that the simplest way of doing things? It, it is. It's the way to do it. I, when you said Morneau's talking about it, and I, I don't want to be unkind, but if Morneau's talking about it, you know it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not a bad man, but I don't think he's a good finance minister. But the the, the uh, it's 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 like the. Um, the way you support companies, if the print, in the United States, if the companies are prosperous, they're giving them tax credits. So, you know, take the hit and, and you'll get it all back and, and reduce tax payments going forward. If the companies are vulnerable, the government reserves the ability to become a preferred shareholder, to infuse money into the companies. And that's what Roosevelt did in, in the bank crisis of 1933 when he came into office 
the banks were closed in 46 out of 48 states, and in the other two states, withdrawals could not exceed $10. The whole system had collapsed. All the stock and commodity exchanges were closed. So he guaranteed bank deposits, and, and they merged banks that were, that were overdrawn, and the government became a preferred shareholder in the entire banking system, but they were paid back uh, quite handsomely, quite well, ahead of schedule uh, as business revived going through the 30s. The, and, and, and they left it to the bankers to collect the loans instead of this nonsense we had with George W. Bush, which I think is the model for what's going on in Canada now, the Troubled Assets Recovery Program, where where the government took over the assets, put them up for auction. They were, they were fleeced out of their underwear by sharpers making stink bids for these assets the government had no ability to manage. The thing to do in a, in a case like that is invest in the lender that made the loans and let uh, I'm sorry and let the lender try and recover the loans because they, they you know they know the account best. Well, that's what we should be doing. We should be helping the businessman meet his payroll, not, not subjecting the involuntarily unemployed to a bureaucratic nightmare designed by Franz Kafka that Morneau is talking about. <laughs> Right. And people will game the system. It's rife for abuse. I got your point. So that model's best. I'm going to exit by asking you the question geopolitically. Uh, communist China, they're going to be cast as international pariahs. There's a lot of people who are finally realizing, based on their bad numbers or fudging the numbers, a lot of this, the genie got out of the bottle, maybe when it could have been stifled early and stillborn. Do you think it's going to redound on China at all? Yes, and the fact that they've got the uh, World Health Organization bound hand and foot like a trussed-up partridge is not going to do the United Nations any good either. And the other big loser, in my opinion, is the European Union. And they've preside, provided absolutely no leadership to the to the uh, secondary countries in the EU who've joined in order to get the benefit of a kind of central you know, just a, a Europe-wide solution to various things, and and uh, you know they they've just sat there like suet puddings in Brussels, issuing ridiculous directives, and and instead of all Europe having the splendid record of Germany and Austria, or Sweden, for example, which has basically left the cinemas and the restaurants open and 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 has a substantially lower infection rate than France or Britain, uh, in, instead of anything like that, it's every Everyone for themselves, and some of these countries like Bulgaria and Romania aren't well equipped to deal with a thing like that. I mean, even Italy, which is a sophisticated country, it's had a terrible problem. Seems to peak now, but 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 it's a terrible problem in Italy, and almost as severe in Spain. And yet, next door in Portugal, the infection rate is only a quarter of what it is in Spain. Now, if the EU had any competence, it, it would be able to send round information of great value right from the beginning, but every day saying. These, this is the data from all around the EU. This appears to be the way to go. This appears to be the, you know, the Portuguese have the best idea here. The Swedes have the best idea here, and so on. But they're not doing it. Yeah. But I, I think our provinces are passing information around well, and I think the American states are passing it around well. 
let's just hope for our own sake uh, and that these numbers uh, were, in fact, a wake-up call and uh, we'll get people to at least uh, uh, look, to... Look, i say that you can't completely debunk the federal government or the, or the, the, the provinces. Our record is very competitive. We've got the best record in the world right now. Now, I think we have an advantageous geographic position. We only have one neighbor, and, and, and that's a country that's not, by world standards, heavily afflicted and is responding carefully. And we've a mutual agreement pretty much closed the border anyway. And, but, but the fact is our results are good, and I, 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 I believe that Justin Trudeau deserves some credit for that. I'm not on his back on this one. But, <laughs> but, but some of this economic plan, I think, I, I think it's going to make things worse and not better if they don't, if they don't if, if, you know, if, the, if you don't get a proper executive in there who knows how to run things efficiently, and whatever may be said of Trump, he is a serious executive who knows how to run a business properly. All right. Well, we're blessed by geography, if not by our finance minister, Conrad Black. Always a pleasure. Want you to stay uh, on healthy the other and well. Our radio commentators are competitive <laughs> with the best in the world. There you are. Okay. Oh, flattery's gotten you places. Uh, all Thanks, your, all, good health to all your listeners for the weekend and to you. And you, Conrad Black, author, commentator, historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.